the balls on you to keep doing it is amazing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Well, assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Porches, and I'm joined by Matt Smith. I'm a blonde in hell. And I'm a big singing phallus thing looking, but well, we're going to talk about all kinds of crazy crap today because we're talking brain damage from 1988. And that wasn't just my nickname in high school. That's also a movie uh, written and directed by Frank Hittenlotter. Oh, we got some history and stuff on this guy. We'll talk all kind of about that. Uh, this was another one that uh, another episode of The Last Drive-In, which uh, I'm sorry, we're going to be re- talking about a lot of those films coming up. You know why? Because they're great. Uh, it's just, it's been a, a lovely experience having Joe Bob Briggs come back. And the thing is when shutter came out and they had that series, the last drive-in, which is what they called it. Cause yeah, this was marathon. Gonna, that was going to be that his, I mean, he even says it right at the top. This is my exit to the, you know, hosting, uh, a movie host, uh, you know, title or whatever. I'm kind of giving uh-huh. it up after this one last ride. And it was so damn popular. Well, number one. Uh, the, the for that marathon, it was so popular that Shutter was not prepared for it, and all of their stuff just crashed, and no one could watch the damn thing. So, because it was only going to be live once, and then they weren't going to put it up anymore. And so, but right. that that changed that situation because it was so popular that they were like, "Oh crap! Well, we got to put this up later." And so, thankfully, they've been uh, continuing to do that for those of us that can't quite watch on that initial time, especially with that first marathon that was ungodly long. Uh, yeah, and I, and I don't know like uh what the conditions of him being back are uh and like you know how long he's going to keep going and you know maybe it costs them way too much money at a certain point but i i will say i i pay annually and i will gladly maybe pay up to 50 dollars more if they just keep joe bob around i i honestly i think he is i mean okay before we get into the movie because we, 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 this is i think this stuff is important um i think that um as much as I love the shutter service in and of itself, what it gives yeah. me with which for those of you that don't know, just imagine Netflix for horror movies. Uh, there's other types uh-huh. of movies on there, but by and large, you know, just imagine it as Netflix for horror, usually stuff from like the 80s and whatnot. And of course, with some new things and stuff in there, new programming, things that they've uh, uh, acquired and, and such. But I think one of the main reasons that that, app and and network if you will is surviving like it has been and has continued to go at this level i think joe bob briggs is a giant factor in in shutter success right oh for sure i mean you know you look at what happened to uh the other horror network chiller Mm -hmm. right like just went away right could not sustain itself uh you have to have something that is going to keep people coming back uh that's going to be a branding thing uh, I think Joe Bob's that for them. Yeah, know? he he's kind of become their unofficial mascot and everything. And uh, so they've they after that first marathon, they did a first season doing a double feature uh, every Friday, and they've come back for a season two now. So and we're about three weeks and, into and that. And they've done season some two. marathons too uh, throughout the years, right? They yeah, did, uh, a, like they've done two Christmas, Christmas ones. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. 
So it, it, it's proven successful. So I, I think they realize that uh, this is a good set and we're going to continue doing these. And we're going to continue to watch and uh, review some of them uh, here and there. And uh, that's this week's movie, Brain Damage. Let's go ahead and take a listen to the trailer. It's funny. One night you go to bed and when you wake up, everything is different. acting a little peculiar. He's like a completely different person. I don't even know him anymore. Something's gotten into him. Sometimes everything glows with a different kind of light. Deep into him. What are you telling me? That we killed someone last night? Something bad. <laughs> something slimy. What are you doing? Something very... I know something's happened to you. Very... How is that? Hungry. Ah! Every time you're hungry, you're mine now, Brian. I own you. Gotta get out of here fast. Go where? You're a wreck, Brian. Leave me alone! Whenever you want to stop hurting, you come to me. Brain damage. It will turn you inside out. All righty, that was the trailer for, for Brain Damage from 1988, directed by Frank Hintenlata, starring Rick Hurst, uh, Gordon McDonald, Jennifer Lowry, Theo Barnes, and uh, many more. Uh, here's the IMDb plotline. One morning, a young man wakes to find a small, disgusting creature has attached itself to the base of his brainstem. The creature gives him a euphoric state of happiness, but demands human victims in return. Oh, that old story? Oh my God, it's so good. Just as, uh, what tale is old as time, as they say. <laughs> yep. Uh, I mean, this is, ba- this is your basic Beauty and the Beast setup. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, you think, yeah, right. Well, one thing that I was, that I was, um, I, I was really glad that like, I'd never seen this movie before. Had you seen it previously? Years and years and years ago, I saw it in high school. Um, we, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw it in high school, but I was, I had never seen it before and I'm glad that, you know, the, the, that Joe Bob was doing the interstitials and stuff talking about the movie. Cause I, by the end, I would have put it together to a degree, but uh, there was a big crack ec- epidemic in the 1980s, especially like in New York mm-hmm. City, where all of Hinton Lauder's films uh, tend to take place. Um, and this is, I wouldn't have necessarily said crack. Crack, I mean, because a lot of it's maybe a little bit, kind of leans it's, a little heroin-ish to me as well. But Well, it's also, if you're thinking about, uh, you know, fluids on the brainstem, that's acid. Yeah, and, and clearly there's 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 the, you know, the, the trips that he goes on are very acid-like. Yeah. Uh, which is great, but again, acid not really a thing that people get addicted to necessarily. I do know of, like, at least from a personal thing, one case of somebody who did kind of go a little bit overboard. He came back eventually, but like for a while there, uh, it was like a girl I was dating. Her brother like apparently went gonzo on acid. Uh-huh. And uh, she was just like, he was kind of like a five-year-old for like a couple of months. Just like was there, could interact and stuff, but was just not functioning on all things. So, But by and large, people don't get really addicted to acid. So, you know, crack though, crack right. in the 80s, people were getting addicted to that uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I want to talk about is so... 
the movie opens up and this couple is looking for something. They don't know what it is. They, she's, she looks into a bathtub that's empty and just screams. And I will say this, this lady has the most blood curdling scream I've heard in a horror flick <laughs> in some time. It is yeah, so loud. And got like some pipes. Hintenlotter does not care. He's just like, I'm going to let this lady just scream her bloody guts out. I don't care if it wakes the neighbors. I don't give a shit. We're going nuts. And uh, she does. But they're, we're trying to figure out what's going on here. And it turns out it is this kind of parasite looking thing that kind of looks like a dick, let's be honest. Uh, uh-huh. but it's all kind of blue and slimy and glowy and stuff and uh, has a fantastic voice, <laughs> which I found the most uh, odd thing of all. <laughs> uh, why? Because, well, you know, when you when you see disgusting creatures, you, you, you barely think that they're going to start sounding like Bing Crosby. <laughs> and, hey, and hey everybody, I'm a bit of a thing that I'm going to go into the back of your head now. Watch out, everybody. I, lo- I love it because there's something about it, right? So, like, it's a puppet, clearly. A great puppet, by the way. <laughs> yeah, a really great puppet. Um, but it's uh, there's something that's very uh, Rankin and Bass about it. Like, <laughs> like well, it's about the it eyes. That. The eyes is what well, makes it get that factor because it it looks like it looks like a Rankin Bass character, like uh, like the, either the. Um, the abominable snowman oh, for sure but also i think it's the combination with that voice right oh yeah so that, so that it's just you know it's the it's this old actor uh who um was like a horror host uh years and years and years ago anyway um it's just yeah such a good character all round puppet voice combination just very good yeah i was surprised at actually how good the actual puppetry of this thing was and because at first i just thought it was like you know this big kind of you know tentacle looking thing and Mm -hmm. they were just throwing in this voiceover in there because you don't quite see it at first unless you're like really looking for it but it's right. straight up got eyes and a mouth and the mouth moves along in sync with the dialogue perfectly which again mm-hmm. i i think for the budget that this movie was on that was pretty damn good and it turns out the guy that did all the effects and stuff in this was fucking 18 years old at the time yeah unbelievable it's just like that I means like that is like some skill that you know you don't see from somebody unless they've you know been in the industry for like several years but for an 18 year old kid to be to be the kind of special effects guy in this movie pretty astounding i could not so it, this is a movie that i'd seen before but i did not know a whole lot about it right and that fact was something that like when when joe bob was talking about it just got like i was gobsmacked i was like wait a minute this was all some guy who was like 18 19 years old maybe going into like going into being 19 what the fuck yeah (laughs) are other people even doing yeah it's it's kind of sad you really just want to go like well what happened to the rest of you people now, Hintlotter well, also did uh, Basket Case, which I had only just seen previously myself. I, I it, like 
uh, for those of you that don't know, there was like a long time in my life where I well, I was scared of horror films and I was just like, I know Likey be scared. No, thank you. And then mm-hmm. that translated a little bit later in kind of my teenage years. And once I started to get into movies more, it uh, I, I turned a, a kind of cinephile nose to horror films. I was just like this. They're all stupid. It's 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 below me to actually watch these things are all stupid. And somewhere around like 17, 18, things started to change. And like I opened up and was like, oh, these movies are actually quite self aware. And, you know, they get it. They're in on most of the time, they're in on the joke. You know what I mean? I didn't realize that uh, back in the day. So I had skipped like a lot, a ton, ton of the classic kind of, you know, horror films and stuff from the 80s. Mm -hmm. As much as I got into horror, it was like, you know, Maybe, you know, your your Frankenstein's, your Dracula's, Invisible Man, things of that uh, ilk. Uh, but, I mean, it, it wasn't, I don't, I don't think I saw, like, even American Werewolf in London until I was, like, 18. You know, <laughs> it was pretty sad. But, right. um, so I had missed a lot of this stuff, and so I'd only recently seen uh, Brain Damage, or uh, Brain Damage, that's the movie we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Basket Case is what basket I wanted case. to say. Yeah. And to find, and I'm so glad that I had watched that, because... There's a seated here where the kid from Basket Case comes back with the basket. It's only a cameo in the subway and everything, but it would have left you scratching your head going, why is this kid carrying a picnic basket with a lock on it on a subway car in New York City? It doesn't make any sense. But it made me so happy to see that and to know that, like, you know, they're all in the kind of same shared universe, if you will. Yeah. And... I liked, uh, I liked that too. You would have been left not only wondering like, why is this kid, but like, it's such a clear cameo shot, right? Yeah. Like, it, like the camera is straight on just this kid looking back at uh, the main character, and you'd be like, why are they giving us a like shot reverse shot of this right now? Yeah, why? Why would and you then, care? And then nothing happens. No, right? no, like, it leads nowhere. It's literally just a walk on cameo where, where like you know, he's like Stan Lee looking at the camera, just going, "What's up, everybody? Bye, mm-hmm. see you. I'm out of here." <laughs> but actually, Stan right. Lee cameos have more to do than he does in this movie, by and large. <laughs> that's that's true. But but super cool. And let's be honest, I, how many movies out there are you going to see that, uh, you know, a, a lady uh, is uh, given a blowjob in a parking lot, and, or, but not really. It's actually this tentacle that comes out and sucks her brain out. That's amazing. How in the yeah. world this got past any? It is so it's. It's graphic. It's graphic as hell. Like if you if you just color that that parasite to look like a dick, you're you know that's it because it looks exactly. like Oh yeah. Well, and, and and I had forgotten like exactly what that scene. Like I remembered it, and I was like, oh yeah, this thing happens. But then I I it got to the point where like you get the shot of it going from his pants into her mouth, and you just see it. Yeah. And it would have just looked exactly like a dick exactly like that and uh just uh, what how the hell they got away with some of this it sits there Uh, forever it's not like it's a quick shot either they go back to it a couple of times it's like oh my god you're you're still doing this how are you what the balls on you to keep doing is amazing (laughs) but i also love i also love how that lady got there in the first place is you know so when when he connects this thing to the back of his head, 
uh, he kind of gets this acid trip, more or less, and he's just having a blast. And he ends up going to this uh, this kind of punk rock club, and this chick sees him just like you know hugging on a speaker, kind of freaking out and everything. And she just goes, "Yeah, I want to dance with this guy," and, and then blow him in the parking lot just on account of that he's flipping his balls out here. Like, I'm like, what? Who who does this? Who just goes? I see somebody <laughs> wildly inebriated on drugs. I think I need to go and have sex with that person. Real weird. Yeah. Not me. No. Well, I don't know. It's just it's. Uh, we hear about it. You know, usually the opposite direction is the girl's messed up and the guy tries to take advantage. This guy's messed up and she's just like, I'm into this. What's this dude got going on? <laughs> it's like it's. I I maybe it's just being a guy. I understand where like you know. I obviously don't agree with it, but I understand where the guy's coming from in this situation. I don't understand how what 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 she gets out of this. <laughs> Uh, she gets her brain damaged. I guess she, yeah, she. But I also love how, you know, so this thing is going and sucking the brains out of people as opposed to animals. You're supposed to feed them animals or something, but uh, uh, he don't like that. He wants actual human brains. Yeah, and, well, so you can get big and strong. Yeah, you know, you're grow, you're a growing parasite. You need those human brains and everything. But uh, but he's also so very nice about it. That's that's the best part is that he says, hey. Come on, Brad. What's going on? I mean, I'm just trying to go out here and just suck a couple people's brains out. I mean, I'm not sucking your brain out. I'm giving and I and he he basically plays the drug dealer. He's like, listen, you like getting high, don't you? All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. How about you bring me over to this thing? Now I'm gonna suck some brains out. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's just gonna happen. But at the same time, too, I'll be able to give you a little bit of juice in the back of your head, and you'll be able to get high again. Don't that sound like a good time? And I love the fact that like he tries to go cold turkey. And that doesn't work, and it's it's great. It's it's so cool to see something that's like that is your your kind of um, drug drama, for lack of a better term, and, but done in this crazy, stupid, way over the top horror flick. It's a lot of fun. And apparently, our internet connection is not so hot right now. We'll give him a couple of seconds, and if he doesn't come back, we'll do. Well, I guess we'll just kind of close this bad boy out. Yep. Okay. Uh, that, that sounds good, Matt. Uh, thanks for your. Thanks for the review. <laughs> uh, so that's brain damage. That's available right now on uh, Shutter, and uh, definitely suggest you do that with uh, the Joe Bob Briggs. There, it makes for a good old fashioned fun time. And uh, that is it. If you want to uh, check out the show, uh, review us on iTunes, man. We really appreciate that. Five stars really helps uh, grow this show a little bit more and helps us reach more people. And we're glad that you guys are uh, are back and listening, man. We really appreciate that. And check out Hero Movie Podcast, Hero Movie Podcast, wherever you find uh, your podcast at, man. We really appreciate that. That is it, everybody. For the absentee, Matt Smith, my name is Adam Fortress. We'll see you next time. Thunder in your ear You shout and no one seems to hear And if the band you're in starts playing different tunes I'll see you on the dark side